You are listening to the Courtship Code Podcast, where we use a combination of psychology, spirituality, and matchmaking industry techniques to help you elevate in your relationships from inside out. And I'm your host, Zara J, founder of BlackMuslimSingleSociety.com, The Match Society, and CaptivatingCourtship.com. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the Courtship Co. Podcast. I am your host, RJ, and I'm so happy to be with you guys for another week, of course, and to continue our series on courtship age brackets. Now, if you haven't tuned in to the previous weeks, we've already covered courtship in your 20s and courtship in your 30s. So this week is all about courtship 40 and beyond. So please tune in, make sure that you share, share, share this podcast, leave a podcast review on your favorite podcast platform. Remember guys, I have a goal to hit a hundred new reviews by the end of this year and if you could just take two minutes just two minutes to leave a podcast review you can also leave me an email as well but leave a podcast review hit that star rating if you are a person who listens every single week and I appreciate it. Of course, as always, I appreciate when you guys share with your family members and your friends and you share on your social media. So please continue to do so so we can continue to grow this tribe and make sure that you're spreading the information to like-minded individuals who could benefit just as you're benefiting. Now, it's super hot today outside, so I'm actually kind of worn out from running around, but I made sure to take the time to record. And at the time of this podcast, it is about 82 degrees today, I think, in Florida. So it's it's hot, guys. It's hot. Hot for January. It's usually not this warm. It might be in like the upper 50s or the 60s in January, but the 80s, kind of scary right so wherever you are in the world and you're listening to this right now I hope that you are also having a wonderful day and enjoying beautiful weather and if you're not well tomorrow's another opportunity so let's dive into this series so we're wrapping up the courtship bracket series and we are talking about courtship over 40 which I actually work with a lot of uh, singles who are over 40 I would say the largest amount of singles that I tend to work with typically are in their 30s or they're over 40. Now that could be in their 40s, their 50s, their 60s, but they're just over 40. So anywhere between 30s to 40s, 50s are typically the bracket that I tend to spend the most time with. I definitely have clients that are also in their 20s, usually late 20s, but but the 30s and the 40s, 50s, early 60s, that tends to be like the bulk of the group, especially with coaching, because people are in a space where they realize it's time to do something different. And my typical client is really big on personal development, um, introspection, learning more about themselves, and really wanting to improve and become better. So usually most people are really starting to reach that space when they're over 30 or over 40. So this is why I'm assuming uh, most of my clients tend to be over 30. Now, as you guys know, every single week I've been giving you guys a keyword to focus in on according to your 
bracket and demographic for the 20s i believe it was proactive for your 30s it was numbers and when it comes to courtship in your 40s your keyword or over 40 not in your 40s but over 40 your keyword is going to be network giving you guys the word network and the reason why i'm giving you guys network for your keyword is because using your network uh building a network and uh really like shifting within those networks is going to be a key part for your courtship experience and meeting people now networking networking is important across the board of course but I will say that because when you are over 40, typically you're not as social, you're not out and about, it starts to slow down after like age 28, right? Most people start to live more insular lifestyles. They're not out, they're not socializing as much. Life becomes a lot more routine. Like I talked about in the courtship in your thirties episode, but in your forties, usually you probably have a pretty strong network, maybe not in a way of romance that you may think that you should be viewing it but you probably have a strong network when it comes to context when it comes to business when it comes to career when it comes to education when it comes to your faith or whatever it is by now you have cultivated a group of people or a lifestyle which you may or may not be happy with but if you're in a space where you actually are pretty happy with where you've uh gone in life so far or the relationships that you've cultivated then you should probably have a pretty strong network of people that are like-minded people that are on the same path as you or people who would be able to connect you to others who are on the path that you desire to be on so even though these might be business networks or faith-based or career educational networks, maybe people that you've been friends with from college or you've known for a long time, maybe people that attend your church or your mosque or wherever it is that you attend. But by now you've probably cultivated some type of network. So in your 40s or when you're over 40, I would highly suggest for you to really pay more attention to your network connections, right? And how can you expand that network? How can you grow that network? And how can you meet people who are on the same accord of, as you within that network. Now, the other thing I want you to keep in mind when it comes to courtship over 40 is the three Fs, right? I'm coining this the three Fs where your 20s is focused on finding someone that you can build a foundation with. The 30s is focused on someone that you will build your family life with or establish family life with right and your 40s is going to be looking for someone now the 40s or over 40 will be the financial compliment let me make this clear when i say financial compliment i do not mean someone who is exactly where you want to be or someone who has everything established that's not what i mean by your financial compliment what i mean is by now you have cultivated some type of lifestyle uh, that could be a lifestyle that you would like to improve. It could be a lifestyle that you are happy with. It could be a lifestyle that you don't like at all. But wherever you are, more than likely in your, when you're over 40, 
you you're going to be attracted to people that are going to complement a lifestyle that you have established now you may want to improve your lifestyle so you're going to be looking for someone to complement that you may uh really like your lifestyle so you might want to look for someone who fits into that you may want to uh completely change it right so you might want someone who's on that same path of completely changing their lifestyles but you're looking for your financial complement. so when i say financial it's not set on the number but more so the lifestyle. Now let me explain this as well. When I say financial, again, I don't mean someone who's exactly where you are. You're not looking for a replica version of yourself. You're looking for someone who compliments. Someone who compliments, you may make, let's say you make $100,000 a year and you may get with someone who only makes $40,000 a year. Now you're probably thinking, how is that a compliment? Well, depending on the lifestyle you've cultivated, this person, even though they make less financially, what they do make may still be a compliment to the type of lifestyle. Maybe they don't have a lot of debt. Maybe they just enjoy a certain home life. Maybe uh, you guys are kind of interested in the same things when it comes to building retirement or investments or whatever it is, but you're, you guys can complement each other. It's not so much about where you are, but where you're trying to go, where you're trying to head, over the next 20, 30, 40 years, but how are you guys going to build that together, right? Even though you've already established a foundation, even though you already have your family, but now that you're over 40, you're looking for someone that you're going to be able to play the long game with, right? That's like the best compliment for you. On the flip side, it can also be a hindrance. Now, let me say this as well. When it comes to finding that financial compliment, like I said, it doesn't have to be a replica. It could be someone who they... their financial compliment might be a homemaker, right? They might make good money. They might not even make a great money. They might just be comfortable for themselves, but their financial compliment may be a homemaker whose lifestyle fits into where they are. Maybe they're perfectly fine being the breadwinner and they just want someone who lives within their means. Maybe they're not aiming super high and they're, they're not aiming low when it comes to their finances either, but they want someone who will be home, maybe raise the family or maybe this person doesn't have kids and they were just like someone who who is home for them and that person can just enjoy hobbies or other ventures but they would like someone who fits into their financial bracket comfortably and will live within their means so that's still someone who complements your financial lifestyle so that's what i mean when i say like that f for over 40 is for that financial compliment is whoever is going to fit or complement the lifestyle that you've already established financially or where you're trying to go so the two things that go along with that is when you're over 40 the focus when it comes to courtship or finding a partner or marriage will be that true companionship and again that compliment like so if you want to talk about the three F's, the foundation, family, and finances, right? Or um, when it comes to the different brackets, then I would say when you're over 40, it's the two C's as well, which is your true companionship and your compliment, right? You have your true companionship and that financial compliment, whoever's going to fit into your financial lifestyle or whatever it is that you desire, whatever vision you have for that partner that, that complements it. So true companionship is really important. I feel like for those who are over 40, because one of the things that a lot of people that I've worked with, that they focus so much on finances, they focus so much on career, that they 
really hold themselves back from looking for that true compliment. You've already established your, the foundation, right? You've already gone through some foundational relationships. You've already had, most people have already established some sort of family life. Even if you don't have children or you've never had children, or you might want to start a family in your 40s or your 50s. You're still in a space where you have kind of passed some of those typical family years. So even if you conceive a little bit later in life, or you start your family a little bit later in life, it's still the lifestyle portion is going to be bigger to you than just the family portion. You're not really going to be in your family years, even if you're just starting out. If you're just starting out, then more than likely, if you're over 40, you're probably going to have only one, maybe two children in that in that time frame if you're just starting a family. Maybe you're blending families. So again, that lifestyle complement is going to be what's important to you. And a lot of people focus way more on people's credentials and their accolades and the car that they drive and where they're looking at all these material accomplishments when they're over 40, which is a hint of a lifestyle, right? That's part of the lifestyle. But you really need to focus on that companionship because now you're, you're playing for the long game, right? The likelihood of you getting divorced in your 20s is high. Likelihood of you getting divorced in your 30s, a little bit lower, but still high, right? But when you're getting married over 40 or you're entering a relationship or some type of commitment, right? You're playing for the long game. You don't really want to think about getting married at 45 or 50 and then divorced in five or 10 years, right? That's not really how you typically want to go about things. Does it happen? Absolutely it happens. But that's not, you're not going to look at it the same way. You're not going to into the relationship so naive, right? You're probably going to get a prenup. You're probably going to want to protect assets that you've acquired up to this point. So you're really looking for someone that you feel like, I can really see myself to the end of my days with this person. May or may not happen, but a lot happens over 40. There might be health risks. There might be, you know, hospitalizations. Like there's things that occur, right? So you're going to be looking for someone, if I'm in a hospital bed, if something happens, how do I feel about this person? Is this person responsible? Is this person someone's going to be by my side? You know, it when I get to a place where maybe I'm not moving as well, or maybe I'm just ready to retire. Maybe I want to take an early retirement. Is this someone that I can just relax with, that I'll sit on the porch with? Is this someone that I can enjoy being around because as those years go by and you get closer to those retirement years or the kids are out the house, right? You're not focused on that family life as well. You're, that's not as clouding. You're looking for someone that you genuinely get along with, that you genuinely can see yourself living with and having a good, maybe you don't want to live with them, right? But you're looking for someone that is really going to be a good companion to you. And I feel like that's stronger when you're over 40 because, like I said, you probably already have some type of family life established. You've probably already gone through some of your foundational years. You're just trying to figure out that second half of life. And having a good companion who gets you, who understands you that, yes, you're going to have to go through some struggles with. Yes, there's going to be some challenges. But y'all are in grown-up love, right? So it's going to be a little bit different. So keep that in mind. Don't focus so much on just the material things 
for the income. You're, you're, you're not trying to make up for what you didn't get in your 20s. You're not trying to make up for the divorce in your 30s, right? You're looking for someone that's actually going to be a better fit than the people that you've been with or married to in your 20s and your 30s. So what are some common mistakes that I see with the over 40 crowd? I'm going to jump into this and then we're going to take a quick break and then I'm going to share with you some tips on some things that you may want to consider to do differently. Let me just take a sip of my coffee. Okay, so the first mistake, very similar to those who are in their 30s, is avoiding. Those who are over 40 have a major tendency to avoid. Now, part of this is because of what I have listed for number two, which is their past focus. So focused on past experiences and hurt and pain and the patterns of attraction, that wounded attraction that you've developed up until this point. And because you've locked in on those patterns and it's so habitual at this point, you're so numb and you're so blind to the way that you move about relationships, your mindsets about relationships, everything is just seems like normalcy. You're pretty much just coasting in those habits. So you tend to release a lot more energy towards the past than the future, which leaves you a little bit more pessimistic and negative. And it causes you to avoid taking action. Sometimes it might be, I don't wanna put in the effort. You know, everyone else is married by now. There's no one left. Like, it's just a lot of negativity. Again, the negativity gets worse in, when the group is over 40 than the 30s. 30s is really bad. 30s is a little bad. I will say that at least with my over 40s, there's a deeper set of, there's deeper introspection and hindsight is a little bit stronger for those who are over 40, a lot stronger for those who are over 40 than a typical uh group in their 30s especially not in their 20s so hindsight is really strong um the willingness to change if there's clarity and if there is a sense of introspection is usually there a little bit more but everyone tends to be a lot more past focused they tend to release a lot more energy to the past uh still locked in on those exes, still locked in on that failed marriage or those failed relationships. Have it, have, usually those who are over 40 have a very hard time with forgiveness. A lot of hard time with forgiveness and, and trust and moving on. So even though they may have moved on physically, mentally and emotionally, there's still a lot of blocks and a lot of barriers that are locking them in on those patterns. And by now, if you're 40, 50, 60, and you've had these relationship patterns for the last 20, 30, 40 years, it takes a lot more work to to get clear on them if you really wanna change. One thing that saddens me when I am working with someone who let's say is like in their late 40s or their 50s or their early 60s, and they tell me that they have not had a serious committed relationship or marriage in 15, 20, 30 years, that just breaks my heart because I know that so much of it is that they've just put put the whole 
social life, relationship life to the side, focused on their adult children or their career, or their, which is all fine, but you have to find balance. You have to do it all. And just putting it to the side and just forgetting about it or avoiding it, you know, that doesn't work. You know, we talk about healing and self-improvement. A lot of people will say that, you know, I've spent the last 10, 15, 20 years just working on myself to say, okay, that's fine. But you need to do that simultaneously with finding someone at the same time. It doesn't have to be so either or. Now, if you've gone through some major trauma, I'm talking about physical abuse, um, a very hard narcissistic relationship or anything like that. Now, you may want to sit on the sidelines and take some time, go to therapy um, to really focus in on that. But the typical trauma, which is heartache, rejection, even divorce can be pretty typical unless it was like a really brutal situation. But divorce is pretty common these days. Um, Rejection, breakups, all this stuff is pretty typical. So if if you just go through the typical relationship trauma, um, you need to learn to, you need to heal and actually understand what healing is. And healing isn't just taking time. Time is part of it. But the problem is so many people focus on time and that time heals all. And that's not actually addressing anything or getting to the root of it. That's just letting time pass you by. That's not actually dealing with it, right? That's not actually formulating some type of plan to move forward. That's just letting time pass. Actually, that can cause greater problems when it comes to your love life because you'll confuse healing with allowing time to pass and you'll think because you have consciously let go of some things that it's gone or that you've consciously have moved forward that the subconscious issues, the patterns or the triggers that you still have, that just because they're kind of lying dormant because they haven't been tested or because they aren't really, uh, I mean, they're not being tested. They're not, you're, you're not meeting anyone. So you're not having someone to sharpen against, right? A marriage relationships. These are all ways that you get sharp as a tool that you can only grow, but so much on your own. And when you spend these long blankets of time, not having someone or something to sharpen yourself against, you're going to be dull. You're going to get rusty. So just because time has passed by doesn't mean that you've healed anything at all. It just means that you're a rusty tool. <laughs> Sorry, I have to say it, right? So don't be so past focused and don't get into the space of avoiding. The next mistake that I see for a lot of those who are over 40 is comparison. Comparison is the killer. I say this a lot on a podcast because I feel like it's true. Comparison is the killer. They are looking at their friends' lives, at their family's lives, at their parents' lives. Their parents have been married for 40, 50, 60 years, and they are looking at themselves and wondering why they don't have that or why they've never achieved that, right? They're looking at the lifestyle of their friends, and if a potential partner doesn't have the same type of finances or accomplishments as their friend's husband, they feel as though they are getting the short end of the stick, right? They are comparing themselves just in all types of ways. And 
it's actually kind of juvenile when you think about it because it's almost like reverting back like I said being past focused it's almost like reverting back to some of those earlier years when you're in high school or college and you're comparing your relationships or your dating life to someone else in the same peer group I feel like you see that even more with those who are over 40 because they feel like they should have it they should have it right they should have figured it out and why haven't they so they're trying to keep up in the rat race even more when it comes to the love game and comparison is a major killer the next thing is unrealistic expectations um just because you have experienced certain things or you've been someone doesn't necessarily mean that everyone else is going to meet those same expectations now I'm not saying don't have expectations. You should absolutely have expectations. You should absolutely expect to get what you desire. But be realistic within that. Stop looking for unicorns. Stop looking for someone that's going to validate you and make you feel better about the stuff that you haven't accomplished or the stuff that you haven't done. Stop trying to one-up and show up someone, right? Like I talked about comparison. That's not where you want to be. So the unrealistic expectations that you may either be putting yourself on a pedestal or you may just be in a space where you expect someone to be this perfect and ideal person to the point not saying you let me say this let me rephrase that ideal is one thing perfection is another and when you're looking for this perfection in someone and flawlessness in someone that creates an an unrealistic expectation an ideal partner actually can be very practical can be very realistic and you actually can get those expectations met the next two things that i have down for the common mistakes that i see for those who are over 40 um the next one is settling now you have those who have unrealistic expectations and then you have the others who feel like they're forced to settle or they have to settle and i was actually asked this question over the weekend with the time of this recording this is pre-recorded so be a few weekends back when you actually hear this but i was actually asked a question about the difference between settling and compromise and i explained you know my perspective on settling versus compromise but one of the things that i want you to keep in mind when it comes to settling the difference between settling and compromise is that you're settling when you compromise on your values when you compromise on your requirements that is settling now if it's something that's not a value and it's more of a need it's not something that's immediate or if it's a want then that's not settling right that's what you would call compromise but when you give up or you take the short end or you just completely disregard your values and you completely disregard things that you require in a relationship or things that you require in a person that's value-based not wants not needs but value-based then that is what would be considered settling so sometimes you see settling right because people have created these stories they create these voiceovers in their head that's telling them that they have to just take what they can get right they're old nothing out there they just have to settle and take what they can get they should just be happy to find someone right these type of negative narratives that they're speaking over their life that's what causes settling 
So you don't want to be in a space where you are disregarding your values and your requirements just to have someone that's settling. And you, I do see that a lot with the thirties as well, especially like over 35, you start to see that more often, but especially for those who are in their forties and their fifties, um, you know, there can be, there comes this, this idea of having to settle and I don't, I just don't think that's developing a settling mindset is going to actually get you what you desire. It's really going to set you back. And the last thing that happened to the mistake is a lack of clarity. So much fuzziness because you spend so much time uh, with these patterns and these behaviors and these mindsets. You have the settling mindset at the same time. You have this high expectation mindset. So there's a lot of confusion going on. Now I will say there is a greater sense of self-awareness. Like I said, at least those who are over 40, there's usually a deeper introspection that's going on with those clients. And they're usually in a space where they desire personal growth. They desire to become better. So there is a higher level of introspection to, to, and a desire to get clarity. But there's also a lot of grayness, fuzziness, especially from being past focused, uh, the negativity, the confused expectations, the settling, a lot of that kind of blurs what the real focus should be and how to move forward. So getting clear is important. Um, I'm going to take a quick break with you guys and then I'm going to come back, jump in here, and then we're going to jump on some tips for those who are over 40 and how to start moving things forward. So I'll catch you guys in a second. If you've been listening to the Courtship Code podcast, opening emails, and following content online, then I know that you're the type of person who values quality relationships and is ready to break up with your bad relationship habits. I want you to go ahead to CaptivatingCourtship.com and book your free 20-minute consultation where we're going to discuss your current bad relationship habits and how working together in our signature Wounds to Worth six-week program is going to help you to heal your emotional wounds, increase attraction, and position yourself with a real strategy on how to start meeting quality partners and attracting quality relationships. So go ahead to CaptivatingCourtship.com and book your free 20-minute discovery call and let's start captivating courtship. Okay, so we are back courtship over 40. So what are some tips that I would share as a relationship coach for those who are courting over 40? So the first thing that I have to say is to make sure that you are being intentional. Don't avoid, don't put it off, be intentional, not just with your time, but also just with effort. Just be intentional with effort. Like I said, your keyword is network. So really think about the people within your network or how can you gain a better network when it comes to meeting potential partners. The next tip I have for you, of course, it goes with the compliment, is friendship. Be friendship focused. 
again, companionship and compliment. You want to make sure that you are looking for someone that's really going to be a great companion for you. You don't have to make up for that ex that broke your heart. You don't have to make up for the person or the type of person that you've never been able to get, right? You don't have to make up for lost time. You should be looking for someone that you really feel solid about and that you really feel will be a good companion and friend and someone that you'll be able to sit on the porch with, right? The next tip I have is to really get into the space of unlearning your past actions so that you can let go of being past focused, right? So whether that is um, therapy or reading or could be relationship coaching or it could be just spending more time with yourself so that you're really diving deep into the what, the whys, and the hows of your relationships experiences. But get to the root of those past actions and make the intentional decision to move away from them and to do something different. Be willing to unlearn the things that you have learned thus far. You really have to gear away from being past focused and being driven by your past and so you can be more future oriented. And I know for so many that are over 40, they feel like, the future is now, right? So they may feel like they have already missed out on opportunity. They've missed out on career change. They, the coulda, woulda, shouldas, right? And that's all being focused on the past. You have a long life ahead of you. There's no reason to throw in the towel yet, right? Like you need to be playing to the last minute. So you need to be focused on the future, not focused on the past. And the last tip that I have for those who are over 40 is accountability. Take accountability for your past actions. Take accountability for where you are right now. You can't keep blaming those exes. You can't blame everyone else. And I also don't want you to blame yourself. There's a difference between blaming yourself and holding yourself accountable. Right? When you're holding yourself accountable, there's a level of forgiveness that's required in that. That you're saying, you know what? I shouldn't have done that. I know what I need to do and I'm going to do it. That's accountability. Blaming yourself is basically turning yourself into a victim. Everyone else is doing this. My exes have done that. No one understands. There's no options. There's no, you're just, you're, you know, or you're just like, I know I should have done better. I keep doing the same thing. It's this whole woe is me type of attitude. So you need to back away from blame and step up to accountability. Accountability requires you to be responsible and for you to actually do, which is an action, to do something different. So that is it for this series, guys. I hope you enjoyed this series. Please feel free, send me a message, send me an email, leave a review. Let me know if you enjoyed this series, if you would like more series like this, if there's any particular topics that you would like me to dive in on deeper. I am so excited and just feeling really motivated and empowered to take this podcast into new places in this new year in 2020 and i'm looking forward to it so thank you guys for tuning in for another week i have a special interview coming up that i can't wait to share with you guys so look out for that interview on the next episode and as always if you're ready to 
break some of these patterns, if you're ready to do the coaching with me, check out the testimonials, check out the reviews, go to the website. And I want you to also make sure that you tune into yourself and commit to it. Make the decision to commit. Okay. We invest in every single thing that's a waste of time. Fast food, (laughs) Starbucks, shoes, bags. Not saying those things are important because I love a good shoe, love a good bag. But if you can invest the next six weeks into learning something that you haven't learned or unlearning things that you have learned, is that going to be worth the investment to you? If so, head over to CaptivatingCourtship.com or you can go ahead and uh, send me a message so that you can book a consultation or you can go straight to go.CaptivatingCourtship.com so that you may go ahead and join a coaching program that's going to be best for you. Work with me one-on-one and I promise you, I guarantee that you will benefit from every single week that we go through coaching over the next six weeks. So I'll catch you guys soon. See you in the next episode. If you've been listening to the Courtship Code podcast, opening emails, and following content online, then I know that you're the type of person who values quality relationships and is ready to break up with your bad relationship habits. I want you to go ahead to CaptivatingCourtship.com and book your free 20-minute consultation where we're going to discuss your current bad relationship habits and how working together in our signature Wounds to Worth six-week program is going to help you to heal your emotional wounds, increase attraction, and position yourself with a real strategy on how to start meeting quality partners and attracting quality relationships. So go ahead to CaptivatingCourtship.com and book your free 20-minute discovery call and let's start captivating courtship.